0: You are listening to the Sacred Geometry Portal podcast, where each Monday musing plus one in-depth interview per moon takes you through the portal to the patterns of nature, the architecture of the cosmos, and to the divine language of our minds. Your host, Elizabeth Diane, expands your perception of the world and the awe of creation. With a light heart, She encourages an exploration to find the truth as it is evident to you. Every episode opens the doors to self-empowerment, demystifies the power of symbology and archetype, intersects relationships with matter and spirit, then circles back to ground in these seeds of life into the kind of wisdom you can apply to your being, soul, and purpose. Welcome, to the Sacred Geometry Portal podcast.
1: Good morning, Sacred Spheres. Welcome to another Monday musing. This Monday, I am really feeling tuned into winter time. It's not quite winter solstice yet, but the trees are kind of telling me they, they you could just feel it in the energy that they're about ready to transform into their dormant state, they are on the precipice of that change. And I feel that, you know, that cycle continues, um, just like the number nine, the sweeping number nine, the spiral of change, and we have that fractal pattern that's um, like the the smaller part is is holographically embedded in the larger whole, and so cycles within cycles are happening every day, every moment. Smaller cycles and then longer, bigger cycles within all of that. And one of the cycles that we observe are um, you know the moon, the moon cycles and. Indigenous cultures, of course, seem to be much more in tune with that than cultures that um, have to spend a lot of time indoors and not really connected with the waxing and waning of the moon. But we are approaching another full moon. We're approaching that time of the moon where I offer another uh, guest podcast. And this coming Thursday... I'm really excited that Meg Benedicte will be the guest on the Sacred Geometry Portal podcast. Meg's a a longtime friend of mine, and her work is a really um, amazing body of work that includes sacred geometry, and she really puts it to use specifically with Metatron's Cube and on Thursday, if you tune in, you'll find out how she uses Metatron's cube with an energy field or as an energy field, the process that she uses. And this is a process that was shown to her by Archangel Metatron. And um, she describes actually meeting Metatron and seeing him with her physical eyes and, and um learning many things and it's um it's thought that (laughs) it's so funny the word thought it's thought that thoth (laughs) thoth being one way to pronounce the name of of a being in ancient Egypt that is said to have brought sacred geometry um to the people in the mystery schools um and yeah, there's so many references to Thoth toth Thoth thoth thought, <laughs> however you say his name, um anyway, that he was a a an aspect or an incarnation or a presentation of Archangel Metatron, so back to Metatron and Metatron's cube, if you're new to sacred geometry. Um, you may or may not be familiar with a form known as Metatron's cube, and I'll give you a brief description of it. Um, it's always interesting to auditorily describe a visual <laughs> that is experienced by its relationships to each other, its how it's arranged, and and how intersections and tangencies and radii all relate. But... I'll give you a description. And of course, you can Google it. It's all over the internet, Metatron's Cube. And you'll recognize it by this. Metatron's Cube is 13 circles. And there there we go again, another reference to cycles and moons. We have uh, 13 moon cycles in a solar year. So I'm you know, I always relate sacred geometry to the things we see in nature and and sometimes to ancient wisdom. And here um, in North America, especially the native people are very aware of the moon and the, they um, talk a lot about 13 grandmothers. And I know there's a lot of stories that I don't even know that I would love to know about um, how 13 shows up and the, the importance of it. But in Metatron's cube, it shows up in an arrangement that you can create with a compass and a straight edge. You can also approximate it with pennies. The first, um, well, let me let me describe it this way. If you were to pull 13 pennies out of your pocket or wallet, and take one penny and set it down and that's your center circle and then you take six more pennies and you arrange them around that center circle so that they're all touching the amazing thing about um six circles around one is that they'll fit perfectly on a flat surface with all of their edges just touching without overlapping and with no gaps and so they'll equally touch the center circle, and they'll touch each other around the circle. And again, this is um, unique with a circle that, you know, if you have multiple circles, all of the same radius, so they're the same size, and you put them together in this way around a center circle, um, or even arranging them with each other, um, that you get this six around one on a flat you know that that that'll work on a flat surface but if you had like five around one the way to make them all touch each other would be that you would have to go into the third dimension with they would have to angle around each other in order to all touch each other in order to reach each other <laughs> if that makes sense or if you added a seventh circle around the center circle then you would have to space them away. They wouldn't all be able to touch the center circle. So, again, back to that one circle. Put six around it so they're all touching. And then take your remaining six pennies and you would put them around those six circles in such a way that they follow a radial line out from the center circle through the one of the six circles and then into the radius point of the last circle the the last pennies that you're placing so um imagine like a flower <laughs> and of course this form is based on the flower of life so um if you're familiar with the flower of life most people have seen it and some people don't even know they've seen it they, somebody tells them that's the flower of life and they go oh I've been seeing that everywhere what is that <laughs> anyway circling back around to Metatron's cube if you draw the flower of life you have to draw some extra circles outside of the container of the flower of life um, in order to get all of the curves and the, you know, to complete the flower of life circle and those extra circles um contain the circles that you need for metatron's cube now i'd love to see you drawing this because when you draw it as opposed to seeing it visually um or reading about it in a book or you know hearing how to draw it when you actually do it it just triggers so many different things in your brain it really opens up just different pathways especially with our visualization and um you know that it's another way to um enhance your your ability to language interdimensionally um i kind of talk about that in another podcast and and i'll keep repeating those concepts too but with metatron's cube again super cool process to draw not always as easy as you think because it requires you to stay focused on the center as you're expanding outward you always have to keep coming back to center as you you know find your way through this pattern expanding pattern and um, so once you have those 13 circles arranged in Metatron's cube then you connect all of the center points with straight lines so every center point every of every one of those 13 center points gets connected by a straight line to every other center point some of them have to go over you know like from adjacent center points to extended center points you extend the lines you have many many lines overlapping each other in the two-dimensional plane and it creates a really cool lattice work, a pattern, a grid pattern of all kinds of angles and triads on top of the original pattern of circles. And with sacred geometry, again, we're always talking about these underlying patterns that give rise to new patterns and those patterns give rise to new patterns and Metatron's cube is, is so exemplary of this. And uh, those, the the pattern of the lines on the circles um, are thought of as as again another way of balancing uh, the finite with the infinite, or the masculine and the feminine. So let me explain that. Circles tend to be thought of as feminine. Circles or curves or arcs or spirals are thought of of as the feminine and the flow. It could represent the flow of energy and, um, you know, in nature, everything is curved. Um, But in the mind of the divine, you also have straight lines. But I'll I'll get to that in a moment. The circles um, are also thought of as The infinite, you know, like a a way to access the infinite. (laughs) Always think of circles as as um, a connection to source of all that is or divinity, however you look at this on a potentially spiritual nature. Even just if you're not at all spiritual, even if you just realize that there's a portal to the infinite in. The simplicity of a circle, because the ratio of the radius to the circumference is an irrational number, which we know of as pi, or if you speak Greek, then you would say P. But the letter P and I um, are the, is what's been called this ratio of the radius of a circle to its circumference. And that ratio, pi or p, when you write out the decimal places of it, they go on forever and ever and ever without ever ending or repeating or resolving in some um, you know, orderly way. It's just random numbers forever, seemingly random numbers forever. And that's the infinite. And so that's the way we see it like in this container of a circle visually we see the infinite in the finite and the finite in the infinite and so that's you know a bit about the circles the lines are thought of as the masculine you know the linear the left brain the um the more finite and of course the paradox of that is that even though they're thought of as the finite the, in the mind of the divine, in your mind, you can conceptualize a perfectly straight line that either has a starting and an ending point, as it does in Metatron's cube, or like a ray that can go on to infinity. Um, so in the case of Metatron's cube, you're seeing finite lines. So that's the more of the physical world. That's the connection of the physical world to the infinite, to the spiritual world. So those are just some concepts that I invite you to contemplate and um, think about when with sacred geometry and especially with Metatron's cube. Because again, now we have another pattern arising from the patterns of the line work that are on Metatron's cube, those grid lines on Metatron's cube form the outlines and the line work for the platonic solids and the platonic solids take us into three dimensions. So we're going from the two-dimensional Metatron's cube into the three-dimensional platonic solids which are the most basic simplistic building blocks of life simply put. Um, There's a whole workshop I do just on the platonic solids to explore how they relate to nature and they're most easily seen in different crystalline patterns different gems and that kind of thing Um, in Mount Shasta we have a zillion gym shops not a zillion it's a very small town we have a lot of crystal stores and you see so many types of stones and gems and their patterns that are based on the platonic solids. But Metatron's cube will hold those in the two-dimensional way. So one way of thinking of this is, let's say you have the sun shining above. And, um, you know, on in the middle of the day, it can cast shadows straight down below you. And if you hold one of the platonic solids um, that's um, like a wireframe model... Of A cube, for example, a cube is the pl- one of the platonic solids called the um, hexahedron, hex meaning six, because it's six sided. And you hold a cube under the sunlight, and it'll um, cast a shadow. And depending on how you're holding it, if you're holding like one of its faces perpendicular to the rays of the sun coming down to the earth, then it'll cast a shadow that's a square, right? And if you hold it on one of its vertices, then you would see a hexagon. And I even demonstrate this very thing on one of my TikTok videos. So if you go to uh, sacred geometry portal on TikTok, you will see um, one of my recent posts demonstrating that, just that concept of the shadows, creating the two dimensional um, form. And as you rotate it, it creates a different two-dimensional form. But yeah, the platonic solids, um, I'll do another podcast just on them. But again, I love teaching about them where you can see them and you can construct them yourself and you can explore um, the different ways that they, uh, they tend to just light up something new in people. It's amazing to watch people discover them or rediscover them in a new way. And they're held in Metatron's cube. So spiraling back around a Metatron's cube, um, you would find the outline of them in Metatron's cube with one exception. That one exception is the dodecahedron which is dodeca meaning 12 it's a has 12 sides 12 faces and they're all pentagonal and the, it almost shows up completely in Metatron's cube but in order to see it completely through Metatron's cube you would simply find a couple of specific intersections and draw a line between them and that gives you than the completed edge of the dodecahedron Um, but you know it's really cool because the dodecahedron full of of pentagonal faces is full of the golden mean which is phi or if you speak Greek you would say phi and it's spelt P-H-I and that that ratio again is like the the letter or the ratio pi that we talked about with the circle, but um, the letter phi or phi also goes out to infinity without ever resolving or repeating itself. Shows up in the pentagon or pentagrams and in the dodecahedron, all over the place. Again, I invite you to tune in this Thursday to understand more about Metatron's cube and one of the ways it's being used energetically to help people heal, help um, access their higher self, if you will. And Meg describes it in her way beautifully. So please do that. Um, I totally invite you and encourage you to draw sacred geometry as part of a, a practice that um, can be a very centering practice, a mindfulness practice that also that expands your capacity to to connect with your higher self, with spirit, with your intuition, with your um, third eye visioning, with your understanding of creation and um, the patterns in nature, at the simplest level and into the very complex. So, those offerings are through uh Patreon. So, if you go to Patreon and it's in the also in the link in the descriptions of the of the podcast, uh look for Sacred Geometry Portal and for one of the the least expensive tiers, you can start drawing and then I'm also offering a uh, connection Uh, through Zoom groups where we can discuss, ask questions, and uh, get inspired together. So I invite you to subscribe on my Sacred Geometry Portal's Patreon account, and I will see you there. Happy Monday, everyone. Much love and blessings to you. Be well
0: this podcast has been a production of Sacred Geometry Portal. Dive deeper into the portal by subscribing at sacredgeometryportal.com. You can support the portal expansion through Sacred Geometry Portal's Patreon account. Infinite fractal blessings and thank you for listening.